Are you an overwhelmed entrepreneur with endless tasks, emails, and messages? Do you feel your systems are ineffective or you don't have any at all? I get it. You wish you could come up for air and take that well-deserved vacation you've been dreaming of, all without sacrificing the growth or health of your business. I'm hosting a webinar to introduce concepts that you can use to learn more about how to clockwork your business for operational efficiency. The best part? The webinar is at no cost to you. It will be held May 14th at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, and a recording will be available for those who can't attend live. If you are ready to make a change in your business so you can take a real vacation, go to bit.ly forward slash May 2024 CFF to enroll. That's bit.ly forward slash May 2024 CFF. I can't wait to see you there. Welcome to Biz Help For You with host Candy Messer. Entrepreneurs like to focus on the big picture, like profitability, success, and a smooth running organization. But there always seems to be those little things like taxes, employee compensation, laws, regulations, and more. Now you can get the answers you need in one place. Join us today as we break it all down for you. Now, here's your host, Candy Messer. Hello and welcome to Biz Help For You with Candy Messer. Thank you for joining us today. I hope you enjoyed our last episode. And if you are unable to join me and would like to listen to the show, links can be found on my YouTube and Facebook pages, as well as multiple favorite podcast platforms. And if you'd like to receive notifications on when our podcasts have been uploaded, please like and subscribe. Now let's learn a little bit about our guest today. Kelly Filardo is a burn survivor from the age of two on 75% of her body. She found a way to go from near death to success, from the ugly Scarface girl to the TEDx stage twice. Fierce Woman of the Year, a seven-time international best-selling author, recipient of the Queen Elizabeth Diamond Jubilee Medal and YWCA Woman of Distinction. A documentary about her life called Still Beautiful launched on TV, Plus, Goldcast launched a video that has over 10 million views. Now she's a full-time best-selling author strategist, coaching people to become best-selling authors. In 2021, she was nominated for Entrepreneur of the Year. So Kelly, welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you for having me, Candy. It's so great to be here with you. Well, I'm looking forward to the conversation that we're going to have. I know this is going to be a very compelling topic. Um, but my first question for guests is always just tell me a little bit more about yourself and how did you begin working with entrepreneurs? And I know you have a little bit of a story in there to tell. Yeah, you bet. So, um, yeah, like just like my bio said, I got burnt when I was two years old and I never, ever thought that, you know, I'd have a good life. Right. I grew up believing that I was the ugly girl mm. and I never thought I'd ever get married or have kids or be you know be successful and it wasn't until about 12 years ago that I went to an event with um you know it was a women's networking event and I met this lady there and her name is Charmaine Hammond and Charmaine said to me Kelly you need to sell that business you're in and be a speaker mm. and I said what I'm a burn survivor so what 
And she's like, no, people will be so inspired by your story. Now, at that time, I had a different business. I had a scrapbooking business. Mm. And she saw a message in me that I didn't see. And I, when she said to me, you need, you know, people will be inspired by your story. I'm like, I don't get it. Because at that point in my life, me and my husband were almost bankrupt. Mm. And, you know, I was in a toxic marriage and my, my business was, was failing. And um, I also had a job because my husband had been laid off. And so I had to go to work full time and we had, you know, twin boys and a, and a daughter. And, you know, there were, I just didn't see myself as being inspiration at all. I saw myself as being a loser. And so it was kind of interesting when she said, no, people will be inspired by you. And I'm thinking, by what? Because I'm a loser. So anyway, so she found a way to get her and I on a professional stage. And so she, we did an Ellen show. And so she was like the Ellen and I was the guest. And, you know, that was the start of it. And I ended up taking a course from a lady who was teaching women how to become keynote speakers. And I didn't have the money at the time. Like I couldn't afford it. We were almost bankrupt. Mm-hmm. And so she said, well, that's no problem. I'll take payments. And that was the start of my journey. And then after I took that course, she told me, by the way, you now need to be an author. And I'm like, I don't know how to write a book, right? I'm thinking Stephen King and JK Rowling that take years to write books, right? And she's like, no, you need to write a book so that when people ask you to speak for free, you've got a product to sell also so that people would get, you will get more credibility as a speaker if you have a book. And then the third reason is also because then you can charge higher fees, right? Once mm-hmm. you've got that credibility of being a, an author or even a best-selling author, your fees go up. Mm-hmm. So she said, there's all these strategic entrepreneurial reasons why you should be a best-selling author. So, mm-hmm. so that was the start of my journey. Well, and there's so many things that you shared in there that I love. I mean, the first thing is that somebody saw something in you that you didn't even see in yourself and encouraged you to go forward. And I think we all need that as entrepreneurs. I think sometimes we doubt ourselves, especially if we're stepping out of our comfort zone. So I love that you're encouraged, first of all, just to tell your story and to realize that stories are inspirational. You know, I've heard the the comment before, your mess is your message, right? A lot of people have heard that. Um, and so a lot of people I think would really gravitate to your story because it makes sense to them, right? And they can see themselves, even if they're not a burn victim per se, it's I've had struggles and I need to overcome them, you know? So I love that part of your story. So I would love for you then to even talk about as somebody who has a story, maybe they're starting to recognize it now, just listening to you like, yes, I have something I want to share. How do they even go about getting on a stage or putting it into a story that they can share in a book? Like what are the tips that you have to share with the entrepreneur who's listening today? Oh my God. You know, one of the the biggest tips is to not quit. So many times we want to quit when things aren't going well. And I find that sometimes your obstacles are not to challenge you to see how high you're going to go, but it's like, this is the wrong direction. You need to go this direction. Mm-hmm. So I believe that a lot of times it's just too easy to quit and that we need to keep going, going after our dreams and our, our goals. Um, the other thing is to get a mentor involved. 
Mm-hmm. I'll never forget when, you know, my, he's not my husband anymore, but when I was married and when I told him I wanted to be a speaker, he said to me, well, who's going to listen to you? Mm. Right. And, and he was telling me, well, speakers don't make any money and you know, you don't have much of a story and you're not successful. Why would anybody want to listen to you? And, and at that time I understand it because we were in a really rough uh, spot of my life Mm -hmm. when we were, you know, going through all this. But then what happened was I got on stage and I was like, like, it was amazing. Like the feeling I had was just absolutely incredible. And so I ended up talking to this guy on Facebook and his name is Jack. And so I was telling him how amazing I felt when I did it. And I've never had this feeling before in any other job that I did. And he said, Kelly, that's your passion. Mm-hmm. That's your core your core desire, you have to do it. Like, just find a way. Don't listen to the people who are telling you you can't do it. Listen to us. Like, get a mentor that's in the speaking world who can help you. And so I really believe that the second thing is to get a mentor or Mm -hmm. a champion or a coach, someone that's going to, like, lead you along the way. Um, And it makes sense to have somebody that's in your business. For example, you don't want to have your accountant teaching you how to be a speaker or how to write a book because they don't know how to do it. Right. Mm-hmm. You want to get somebody that's doing what you want to do. Um, and people love being asked to be mentors. They love mm-hmm. it. Right. That's so and true. So those that's are so a couple of, of the tips that I want to share with entrepreneurs. So I think the third thing is, I think what was really bothering me in the beginning is that, you know, I would go to different mastermind groups. And people would say to me, you should be making more money, right? I don't know if you've heard that before, but people would be saying that to me, you should be making more money or you should be doing this, you should be doing that. And what I found is that a lot of their methods weren't in integrity with how I like to do things. Mm -hmm. And so I found that really difficult for me is, is people were trying to teach me their ways, but they just didn't fit with me. And so I think that that's something that you have to do is make sure that the way you're doing business is an integrity with who you are and what you like to do. Mm -hmm. I agree with that 100% too. And I actually had a guest recently talking about that too, where often you're going to see, you know, somebody saying, you know, you can do X, Y, Z, and it's way advanced compared to where you are and what you need. And so finding the right person for you is so important, right? You might see someone out there that's a mentor that you're thinking, okay, you know, I want to be at that level. Um, but maybe that's too far along the path. You need to just start where you are and take that first baby step. Um, so I agree with you finding the right mentor and actually one that aligns with your belief system as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think that is so important. Um, and sometimes too, like, I, I don't know how to say this without offending anybody. <laughs> sometimes it depends on like when you're a woman, sometimes it's better to have a woman mentor, but sometimes mm-hmm. it's also better to have a man mentor. Mm-hmm. Right. And I know that that's something that was happening for me a couple of years ago is that my coaches were men and they do things a different way than mm-hmm. women. Right. And I was like, okay, I don't think I need a male coach anymore. I think I need a female coach now. 
right? right? And so then it's like, what what do you need that's gonna that's gonna be in alignment with you mm-hmm. to help you get where you want to go? Right. Yeah. Exactly. So if you are going to tell someone again about making their story into something that they can present easily, like what would you say about how to turn that story? Like they might have the ideas swirling in their head, but they're not sure how to put it down on paper for a book or to create it for a presentation. Like what would you say? Okay. So the biggest thing that I tell all of my clients and any other workshop that I do is imagine that person or the reader that you want to help. Imagine them sitting in front of you. What are 10 things you'd want to tell them? Mm-hmm. And that is the start of your chapter, or it could be the start of your speech. It could be the start of anything and your workshop. So mm-hmm. for example, we were writing a book called 1000 tips for teenagers. So my co-author at the time said, well, we don't know 1000 tips. Like, what are we going to do? Like, how are we going to do that? And I said, no, but we do know a hundred people who could submit 10 tips. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I would do is I would imagine a, a teenager sitting in front of me and I would say, okay, what are 10 things I want to tell them? Another time I had to do a speech to a group of burn survivors. And there was a, I think it was 200 burn survivors in the room and so what I did is I said okay because I got burned as a two-year-old but there's going to be a lot of people who just got burnt a year or five years ago so what are 10 things I'd want to tell them and mm-hmm. so those 10 things became my speech they could also become a book or a workshop but those 10 things it was like oh yeah I'd want to tell them this I'd want to tell them this I'd want to tell them this And then you can break that down into little stories for each one of those 10 things. And maybe Mm -hmm. it's more than 10, but I always advise people start with 10. Mm -hmm. So your story was turned into a documentary we heard in your bio. So I would love to find out, like, how did that even happen? Oh my God, that's a cool story. I love that story. (laughs) Well, so here's what happened is uh, Wayne Dyer was one of my favorite authors. And I said to myself, you know, in the universe, I'd love to meet Wayne Dyer. And so I popped up on Facebook, this conference that Hay House was putting on. And the conference, who was the speaker? Wayne Dyer. And at the time, I didn't have the money. I was like, okay, fine, I get it. I'm, this is the conference, I'm supposed to go to it. Show me the money. <laughs> so sure enough, the next day or a couple of days later, I got some checks in the mail. And I was like, Oh, my gosh, this is crazy. And then my credit card company, they upped my limit. And I was like, Okay, I get it. I'm supposed to go to this. So I go to that conference. And that conference was all about how to write a book proposal. And they were having a contest. And the contest, you could win a publishing contract with Hay House. Um, And so I thought, Okay, so I did the book proposal. I didn't win the contest. But then I said to myself, Okay, why else was I supposed to write this book proposal? Tell me, what else? And I heard that voice say, email Brian. Now, Brian works for a broadcaster here in Canada. And so I emailed Brian. I said, Brian, I've written a book proposal. I'm being encouraged to make a documentary out of it. I don't know if this is something you're interested in, but maybe you are, maybe you aren't. So he said, yeah, send it over. So sure enough, he said, okay, 
are you interested in producing a documentary by yourself? Because I've done them before. Or would you like to co-produce it with us? And then we will put money into the pot. And I was like, of course, I want the money. (laughs) (laughs) So that was the start of it. They then found a production company that they wanted to work with. And they wrote a script about my life story and followed me around for about six weeks. We even went down to San Francisco where they filmed me speaking to a group of uh, women. And they they recreated my accident of me getting burnt as a two-year-old and some hospital scenes and all kinds of like school scenes. And then they follow me right up to speaking to a group of 3,000 teenagers. Mm-hmm. And so... Yeah, they filmed all that. And so it aired in Canada, all across Canada. And now we're trying to branch it out and get it down into the US and outside of, you know, Canada and the US. So that was how my documentary got made. It was just one of those things. You know how it is when you know it's the right thing to do. Everything just falls into place. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what happened with this. Right. Well, that to me also tells the story of listening to your inner voice, you know, you might be doubting yourself, but if you have something encouraging you to do something, step out and take that chance. What's the worst that can happen? Right. (laughs) You know, exactly. I totally agree with that. So many times we hear that little whisper of our heart, but we don't act on it. Mm -hmm. And really that's our soul speaking to us and saying, Hey, have you thought of this? Or have you thought of that? And so when I heard that little voice say to me, you know, email Brian, I was like, okay, and did it. And sure enough, it led to the documentary being made and produced and on TV. So (laughs) yeah, absolutely. You got to listen to that little whisper of your, of your heart. Right. Well, I know the topic title that we were going to name this was ugly is always beautiful. Right. And someone may, you know, be hearing that and saying, well, I'm not sure what you mean. Like, I would love for you to just tell from your perspective to encourage others who may be struggling, whether it's a physical challenge they have or other things, you know, what you've learned and how you realize that you're not ugly, you're beautiful and share that story. Sure. So I remember uh, one day we went to a garage sale and it was me and my former husband and we were driving around and we go to this garage sale and I walk in and I'm looking around at things. And this lady says to me, they couldn't do better than that. Mm. Oh, and I was like, hit me right here, right to my core. I was so mad. I was so hurt and upset. And I thought, you know what? This lady doesn't know that I got burned as a two-year-old. She doesn't know I had surgeries every two years till I was 20. She doesn't know what I've been through. And yet I'm letting a complete stranger take, take my power away. And I thought, why am I doing this? Why am I letting this stranger take my power away? And I thought, not once have my kids or my family or friends ever said, Cal, I would love you more if you were scarlet. And yet here I am letting a stranger take my power away. And so I looked at her and I said, you know what? I happen to think I look pretty good. And I turned around and I walked away. And I thought, why, why are we like this? Like, why are we so stuck on what everybody thinks of us? Mm-hmm. And so anyways, so fast forward a few years, um, I wanted to do a TEDx talk. That was on my bucket list of things to do as a speaker. And so the theme of this TEDx event was unprovable or unsolvable problems. And I thought, okay, this is interesting. And I thought, you know, 
people are always making acronyms out of things, out of words. Mm-hmm. And I thought, why couldn't ugly be an acronym? And I thought, okay, let's figure this out. So I'm going through words, you know, and I'm, and I come to the U and I think unique. Yeah, we're all unique. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and then I thought the G stands for gorgeous. Right. We're all gorgeous. Right. But a lot of times what happens is we compare ourselves to other people. And the mm-hmm. more we compare ourselves, the more we diminish who we are. And so I thought, we have to stop comparing ourselves to other women and then we will feel how gorgeous we are. Uh, the L stands for lovable and we are all lovable and we are love. But what happens is we don't get told enough. Mm-hmm. And so because we don't hear it enough, we don't feel like people love us. And so we are all lovable. And then of course the Y stands for you. Mm-hmm. So the unique, gorgeous, lovable you is mm-hmm. always beautiful I and love so, that <laughs> yeah and it became my it became my TEDx talk and then what I did is I proved you know when we watch Snow White we see the Eva Queen talking to the mirror mm-hmm. and so we're learning at two three four five six years old that the mirror talks to us mm-hmm. and so when we look in the mirror and we say yuck look how ugly I am today we think it's the mirror that's telling us, yeah, are you ever ugly? But it's not. It's our own voices in our head and we can control those thoughts. Mm-hmm. So we, instead of looking in the mirror and saying how ugly you are, you have to say something positive. And, and so what I did is instead of saying I am beautiful, because that's what I would do, I would people would say to me, well, Cal, just go in the mirror and say, I am beautiful a million times and eventually you'll believe it. Well, I don't, that doesn't work for me. Mm-hmm. So I changed and I went to the mirror and I said, I love my big, beautiful green eyes. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, that negative voice didn't say nothing because I believe it. I believe I have big, beautiful green eyes. And then I looked at my nose and I said, I happen to love my cute little nose. Mm-hmm. Again, I didn't hear the voice. And then I looked at my ear and my ear, it's deformed. It's not a, it's not a normal ear. And I thought, I love my new, my little ear. It makes me special. It makes me unique. Mm-hmm. It makes me different, right? And I wasn't bragging about myself. I was learning to embrace myself. So then every time I went in the mirror after that, instead of seeing my ugly scars, I saw the things that I love about me. And that's mm-hmm. what ugly is all about. It's all about quit looking in the mirror and saying, I am beautiful because if you don't believe it, it doesn't matter how many times you say it, you're not going to believe it. But mm-hmm. if you believe you have big, beautiful green eyes or you have a big smile and you that's what's going to make you love yourself more. Mm-hmm. I think that's so important too, because I think most of us, if not all, will find something about ourselves that we don't like, where if you can then just say, like you said, I like this about me, you know, or it doesn't even have to be physical, right? Like I love that I'm a loyal person, right? I love that I care about other people, you know, things like that, that can encourage us as well. Uh, Because otherwise we will focus on if we're looking in the mirror, right? We look at those few things we don't like, instead of the things that we do. So I love that you're talking about that too, is just look at yourself and say something that you do like about yourself and build your confidence that way too. Yeah, absolutely. 
And that's the thing. Usually when we look in the mirror, we're picking out everything we hate about ourselves because we don't look very good in the morning. <laughs> you know, our hair is all messed up and we're not quite awake. And yet we judge ourselves when we're not awake and we're not feeling our best. But mm-hmm. don't go judging yourself first thing in the morning. Wait till you, you know, feel like you're presentable and you feel more alive. Then go judge yourself in the mirror. Right. right. But mm-hmm. about the things you love about you instead of picking on the things you hate about yourself. Exactly. Well, while you were talking earlier too, one other thing that popped in my head is I remember I had a business coach at one point that was talking about how she had an idea of something she wanted to do. It was before she actually had a coaching business. She was leaving a corporate type job and was going to start something. And when she was talking about it with her friends, one person said, oh, you'll never make money at that. Nobody's going to pay for that. Right. And this coach was a bit downhearted because she was thinking like, well, I thought I had this great idea. And her husband said, is that somebody that you would want to take advice from? Right. And oh, that's a great question. Yeah. And she said, no, actually it's not. Right. And so her husband encouraged her to find those around her that would encourage her, that believed in her dreams. And so like you were saying before too, where someone doesn't know your story, they're judging you, you're letting her take your power away by a comment that she made, is just look at the people around you and who can you have as an encouragement to help you meet your dreams, right? Because we all need to have someone to really help us. I mean, we could probably do it on our own, but it's much easier when you have someone in your corner, like cheering you on. I totally agree with you on that. <clears throat> you have to have people in your life that, you know, that have your best interests mm-hmm. at heart, right? A lot of times people, it's because they're the ones that are scared for you. So then they project that onto you. Mm-hmm. And that's not right because, right? right? Like mm-hmm. you have your own dreams and your own goals. And um, that's actually one of the reasons I'm not with my husband anymore is because he saw the world as full of doom and gloom and I saw the world as full of possibilities. So you want to be with somebody or have coaches or mentors that see your world as full of possibilities, mm-hmm. not as full of doom and gloom. Right. Sorry. Exactly. Well, I love this conversation that we've been having. I love hearing like your story and how you're able to turn it into a presentation, right? Turn it into a book, a documentary yeah. and, and sharing those tips with those who are listening, you know, um, so I would like to ask if you have an offer, you know, that you would like to share with our listeners. Sure. So yeah, I definitely have a free gift for your, your listeners. Um, because that is one of my things is helping people to take their story and make a book out of it. And, um, I believe every entrepreneur should have a book because it's going Mm -hmm. to take you to a whole different level. And, um, but yeah, so I have a blueprint on how to write a book in seven easy steps. And so they can just go to www.7stepsauthor.com and that's where they can download that blueprint. Perfect. And do you want to share any other way that they can connect with you? Yeah, absolutely. You can go to my speaker website, which is kellyfilardo.com. That's uh, another spot where you can go and you can see my TEDx talk there. Um, There's a Goalcast um, video that has over 10 million views and I can check that out too. So. Perfect. Well, thank you, Kelly, for being a guest on my show, sharing your story and also tips for the entrepreneur to learn what they can do to put their 
story into a book or a talk or even a TEDx presentation. So I really appreciate your time. You are very, very welcome. Thank you so much. And I also want to thank you, the listener. I'm so thankful that you were tuning in today. And I hope you found this topic interesting and then answered some questions regarding ugly is always beautiful. Again, if you have any additional questions or comments, be sure to reach out to Kelly at the information that she shared or send us a message at media at abandp.com. I hope you can join me for my next interview. And please remember you can connect with me on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And my website is abandp.com. You can also find the podcast posted on multiple favorite podcast platforms, including iTunes, TuneIn, Google, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. And would you please share our show with those you know and leave a review on your favorite platform? I'd really appreciate your support. Thanks so much and have a great day. Thank you for listening to Biz Help For You. Please join your host, Candy Messer, again next time. Have a terrific day.